Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So I think one of the more interesting things about baseball is that unlike, it's one of the sports that we've seen the most crossover between it and other professional sports where guys have been capable of playing baseball at a high level and guys have been capable of playing other sports at a high level, which I think makes it actually relatively unusual because it's like you don't see a lot of guys trying to cross over between any of the other three major ones, you know, basketball, hockey, and uh, football, partially just due to scheduling conflict. Like, I don't think you could play football and basketball because both of those sports right. are ongoing at the same time. But I think also there's just something about baseball that lends itself because it's a, it's a low-impact game. You know, there's no impact on your body nearly to the same degree that you would have in basketball, let alone football or hockey. So I think it's the kind – I think it is very interesting that in comparison to a lot of different sports that you can really play baseball and – and play another sport, you know, professionally do both. You know, uh, lower impact would probably be a better way of saying it because low impact, you know, baseball players will tell you playing 162 games or however many, most of them play close to that is, is debilitating, right? There's no other sport that has, you know, half those games. So, so you know, give, give the guys credit, you know, for, for that. I don't right, know right, I'm, right. It's just in comparison, the physical. Right, you're not, there's no physical, you're not running into other people like in football, uh, you know, and, and basketball is a different kind of physicality and hockey obviously kind of has a a bit of both if you look at it that way mm -hmm. um but originally i think when when players played both sports uh more than one sport than baseball and, and we'll talk about that um probably it was as much financial right as some as anything else because they didn't make enough money playing baseball and they had to you know find other ways to make money and for those that could playing another sport was better than getting a regular job Oh, certainly. And I think also, and then it become it also became kind of a status thing oh, that you were talented enough to do both that, that yeah. kind of set you apart from all your peers. Now, the thing is, is there's, there's only one guy that's ever been an all-star at both. Right. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I kind of like, I have the big four uh, that I consider to be okay. Four baseball players who had enough success in other sport or sports that say, okay, these are sort of held above everybody else because they kind of did it at the, at least the major league level in both sports. And, and I will say that there was one guy that, that I think probably could, uh, there's a few guys that could have, they just chose to go that way like like and so like like they chose to stick with one particular sport because i think there's a few guys that could have actually been uh an impressive player yeah yeah well, well yeah, and definitely uh look there's a there's a guy playing uh football right now for the arizona cardinals who uh you know he and uh he kyler murray and russell wilson was a pretty darn good baseball player uh and those guys chose football um i think it's pretty clear they made the right choice <laughs> for them and their team both of them are pretty good <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but you know talented enough and 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 nobody has played a professional baseball and any other sport i believe uh, i think brian Jordan did it after Deion Sanders, but I can't remember. Which I don't think played. anybody's done it since then. Right, right. So, so who is your clear cut number one? Uh, it's kind of easy. It's Bo Jackson. Yeah, I, I would I would say the same thing. And and you didn't obviously get to see him play, um, but there was that year. I, I think it was 1989. 
where Bo Jackson, you know, was an all-star and had an amazing all-star game. He also, I think, hit 32 homers that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, for a very good Royals team, by the way, that finished second uh, in the AL West in those days to the Oakland A's that ended up going to the World Series and playing the Giants. So they were that was the McGuire and Canseco Bash Boys that, mm-hmm. that, that that Bo Jackson team finished at 92 and 70. And Bo Jackson was the star, one of the stars of that team, certainly uh, offensively. Uh, he also played football that year for the Raiders. Uh, and I was surprised at how little football he really did play because um, you remember some of the great plays you'd see. And I guess we were just also amazed that he was a baseball player and a football player, that anything he did was magnified in either sport. Kind of like Otani in a sense. He's like anything he does is magnified because he's both pitching and hitting. But Bo, Bo Jackson was it's like the field. Right, right. It was a spectacular athletic you know, talent specimen, if I can say that, just he just looks so put together and so strong and so in control of, of his body and his faculties and a very smart, you know, player as well understood, you know, every, the nuances of both games in a way his, that I don't think he got credit for enough. No, and it's just, his body just didn't hold up. He was not able due to injury to because that's the thing. He was the only guy to ever be a pro bowler and an MLB all-star. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You don't do that by accident. And, uh, it's just the question for him is always what could have been. Right, right. Now, uh, I think we would both agree he is far from being an all-time great uh, in baseball, which he had more success, I guess, and had a longer career. But he I think didn't play 10 years of either. Yeah, no, he didn't play 10 years of either. So it's, it's that's why he's the ultimate what-if story in yeah. some respects. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but a spectacular athlete. And then and then it makes me wonder, right, uh, who, who else is on your list there? We talked about a couple of them. Well, we talked about, like, obviously primetime. Yeah. And Deion Sanders. And I think with Deion, he was so good at football that it always felt like baseball was kind of just like a side hustle for him. I'm really glad you said that, right? Because I, I did you even get to see him play. I can't even remember. I did. I, I, but I vaguely like in terms of I vaguely remember him playing for the Cincinnati Reds. Did he play for, for the, the Yankees? Yankees I remember too. He played and I remember there was one yet. year he had that was actually like a pretty good season. Like right. he was but he, 186 career stolen bases. I think that would be the thing I, I would have him, you know, at a, at a time when people stole bases more than they did. Right. That. But it was just like he was never the player, baseball player that he was the football player. No, he was not, but um, no, not even close. And I think you're right. He kind of was. I don't masquerading is the wrong term, right? Because he was a football player first and a baseball player second. That I think you can't say. Yeah, that I think you can say. I would say Michael Michael Jordan playing in the minors felt much more like masquerading than what Deion Sanders was doing. Let, let's hold off talking about that because I don't even think I, we had planned to talk about it as part of this. But I, I do. And again, having seen the, the, the stuff for those that haven't, you know, when I watched Deion Sanders play, um, you know, he was a, a, a nice baseball player and you kept thinking don't they have anybody else that could play you know, on the Yankees when he was good in the Yankees I mean, he had 56 steals one year but as a football player he was so electric and do so many things like why are you even messing with it because he could right because he had the the capital to be able to mess with it and he was like I want to do this I'm going to do it and he was just talented enough where yeah and positionally right think about it he played a position of all the positions on the football field that isn't a punter or a kicker you know let's let's you know be fair playing defensive back and Deion Sanders was notably um, shy on tackling was not the greatest no, nobody, because he knew to preserve really, his body. He wasn't hit people. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody was really accusing a Dion of going out there and re- wrecking guys on big heads. That was not his game. 
But his distinction, uh, I guess, would uh, like Bo Jackson had it as being uh, an all-star in both. He played the only guy to play in a World Series and in the Super Bowl. Which is pretty – and he's a Hall of Fame football player. That, and he's a Hall of Fame football player, while Bo Jackson was neither Not, uh, a yeah, Hall of Famer exactly, in yeah. sport. Might be a college football Hall of Famer, Bo Jackson, actually. That, that's possible, yeah. but he was not a professional because he just didn't play long enough. And uh, and then who else? Okay, so that's two of my top four we agree on. So, okay, I have one that's a historical name that I purely know as a historical reference, though I could not tell you much what he did, which was Jim Thorpe. Well, good. And that's good. It's good that you bring up Jim Thorpe. And so what do you, what do you, you know, okay, okay. If you had to just say, okay, what did I know about Jim Thorpe? I know he played baseball, obviously. He, he played like everything, right? <laughs> I know he yeah. did like track and field. He did the NFL. He did baseball. He was just like, he was the Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson of his time, basically. Uh, yeah. I, I don't even, you can't really compare because, you know, I think, um, I think I'm pretty sure he was voted the greatest athlete of the first half of the 20th century. And while you kind of laugh, that's, that's, like, that's he, such a weird distinction, well, ex- except that the first half of the 20th century, very different professional sports. That is than true. The second half. So, so Thorpe, because the Olympics was such a, and he was a, 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 a uh, he won the decathlon and the pentathlon when they had the pentathlon uh, and then played baseball and then played pro football um, and, and did it simultaneously all while, you know, really never getting paid very much. And there's all kinds of stories we're not going to get into about Jim Thorpe. That could be its own show. Yeah. Cause didn't he get his like medals stripped away at some yeah, point, but then right. they reinstated him. Right, right, right. And just all kinds of prejudice. And this is a, you know, uh, uh, an American uh, native American, uh, you know, and he's the first guy to win a gold medal as a native American for the United States. So, uh, you know, yeah. the, the special thing was that he did three things, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he did three, and he did them all at a very high level. He, did, he wasn't a really good baseball player. He was a guy who was a really good athlete who, who could just kind of play everything. Hit the ball and yeah. probably run around and catch the ball if he had to. But as far as his being a really effective and, and great baseball player, I think everybody wanted him to be. You know, there was desire that, you know, we want this guy to be, you know, something because professional baseball was way ahead of professional football at that time. So that is ability to make money and get paid would probably come higher in baseball had he been able to have more success. Mm -hmm. So good, good call on Jim Thorpe. And who else? Well, we mentioned the other guy briefly. Um, We just see him play Brian Jordan. Uh, yes, I remember he had like one. He was actually like a pretty good outfielder. I remember he had a couple seasons that were actually like, oh, wow, that guy could actually kind of play. Right, right. So his he was weighted the other way, I would say, maybe much like Bo Jackson as primarily uh, you, you thought, oh, he's a football player, plays baseball. No, he played 15 years in the major leagues and he was mm-hmm. an all star. So and, and so that makes him different. He, he did make the Pro Bowl as an alternate uh, in his last year. So that's pretty cool. And then he yeah, did football. Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, being selected as the alternates could not quite, you know, Bo Jackson, where he was a starter in both, right? Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I, I think... And especially football good. Pro Bowl alternates are like... He just, let's say he didn't have the impact, you know, uh, in pro football uh, that he did in, in baseball. Yeah, I sure. think that's fair. So, uh, but again, I don't know. So those four guys, and, and, and I would say far and away outstrip, you know, anybody else who tried to do both things. You know, and, I think everybody else, you kind of have guys that could have done both and they've just ended up doing one. So you have this whole list of like Kyler Murray, right. Russell Wilson, like 
Tim Tebow technically, but I feel like saying that he was both a professional football player and a professional baseball player is technically the limit of what you can say about him. Well, hold on a second then, because Tim Tebow is now a professional football player again. And isn't that just the, the weirdest thing? So the Mets finally let him go. And it always, I don't know why it always has to end up being about the Mets. And the Mets took a lot of heat for bringing Tebow in, you know. And but so they on. never turned him into a sideshow. Yeah, at least they, at the major did. league level. And as we often say on this podcast, the minor leagues is rife with, you know, 23 guys who are just there to play with the two guys you really are interested in on your, on your team that can maybe go somewhere yep. in your organization. And, if, and, and he probably was not one of those two guys, but he helped bring in tickets. So yeah. What, yeah. And what better guy do you want in a locker room for your young players? So, you know, I, I cut Tebow slack in that. Thing. I don't have anything against Tim Tebow, the person he's just really, not right. a, Tim Tebow, the player, there's a lot left to be desired. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly. We'll see if uh, he actually, because, you know, he goes to back with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville and he's going to play a position he never would play for anybody else. People told him when he came out of college, look, you're not going to be a quarterback. I only want to play quarterback. Yeah, well, that's why he played baseball. So, Probably will go down as the single worst quarterback to ever win a playoff game. So um, we talked about Russell Wilson, but um, he never played at, at any kind of level other than, you know, fooling around with the idea that he would be drafted and he yeah, tried yeah, and out. I got a guy like, yeah, Drew Henson, who was, you know, Brady's, who took over for yep, Brady at yep. Michigan. But like, yeah, I always remember him. It was a whole big thing of would he be a baseball player or a football player? Surprise. He was kind of bad at both. You know who I would say kind of interesting. I knew, I knew him as a college player, uh, as a football player, uh, because uh, going to USC, I followed Notre Dame and this was, was a terrific this, this is who I was talking. He was a tight end, I thought. Oh, no, he was he, a wide receiver. I think he was, he was the guy I was. Receiver. He was because he went oh, football. Right. He went baseball and did baseball only. But he was the one guy that I'm like, I always wonder if he had tried football, how good would he have been? Because he was really good for those Notre Dame teams. Killed USC. So, oh, yeah, yeah, he was he was big and he and, could catch the ball and he was a. A, a serviceable major league pitcher. Oh, I, I, I'd say that's almost being a little harsh. This guy had a, probably a 10 year major league career. You know, he mm. pitched that long. I mean, check it out yeah, on yeah, baseball yeah. reference. But he, I think he had a couple pretty good seasons, but he never had like a, oh, wow, this guy kind of season, I feel like. Right, right. Um, and, and, but to make that decision, right? Because I, I, I thought he actually had a better chance at the time of being. being a, a star. Yep. Yeah, he, he had a chance of being a star, but I think for a lot of guys, you're like, you know what? It's much easier for me to get my 10 years in baseball than it is to get my, you know, whatever my service time is in football. I just want you to know that since Marja is throwing to your old buddy Casali in San Francisco <laughs> this year, um, but he's, he's still, this is his 13th year in the major. Yeah. He's got a pension. <laughs> that's that that that's that just right there shows that it was right so uh i, I yeah hand it to him guys in notre dame are probably smart and this is marjorie would be one of those guys um so uh and and there's a few others that you know you probably didn't watch him play but dj dozier played with the mets and was a a fine college football player at penn state i don't see it here in the notes but i'm almost positive he went to penn state um and running back and you know played played very well um, but was not a great baseball player and, and most forgettable, you know, uh, guy in other, any, any other way. What I also didn't know um, is that uh, your man Todd Helton um, was, was the quarterback at Tennessee <laughs> before. Unfortunately for him, I think he, he got an injury and in like one of his last seasons there. And uh, there was a there was a freshman on the depth start that year by the name of Peyton Manning. Didn't get yeah. his job back after that. That's okay. That's why Todd Hilton ended up playing uh, for the and having a Hall of, and the Colorado Rockies and having a Hall of Fame. But and this is where you get into a lot of guys that played both 
they played professionally in baseball and then they were a good college player in something. Right. You know, right, da- right. Darren Erstad, I think, wasn't he like a punter or something? He's punter for the national champion, uh, Cornhuskers. So which he I won, didn't know until I looked this stuff up. <laughs> I mean, so he won a world series and a college football national championship. That's pretty cool. And as we talked about in our 200 hits podcast, 240 hits in one season for Darren Erstad. I, I would wear that. Like if I were him, I'd be running around with 240 all over my shirt. I mean, he was all-star like gold glover. He was a very good player. So uh, yeah, yeah, very good player. But baseball, and and you said it, I think well before. You're right. Like the, the seasons are are, are concurrent um, in other sports, right? It's it's hard other than baseball, football, which is you know spring fall for the most part. And there is some overlap. And I remember Sanders and, and Jackson would have decisions to make in September. And I'm pretty sure Bo Jackson played both baseball and football at the same time for a little while. Which yeah, is I always amazing. remember Dion would kind of disappear from baseball in <laughs> right. September because it was football time. I guess he wasn't that valuable to the baseball team. Because I said, see you later. I'm going to go play football now. We know what I am. Or he was a lot more valuable to his football team. So, so you mentioned Michael Jordan before. And, and uh, you know, we all say baseball is it, one of the most difficult things to do is to hit a baseball. And Michael Jordan certainly uh, didn't do anything Proof to dispel that. that notion <laughs> at all. But, uh, you know, always gave Jordan a lot of credit for rolling it out there. You know, I mean, he, he, he put himself, you know, out in front of everybody and failed miserably at this. Yes, um, and now, I think that's and, pretty and we, good for we, the greatest basketball. We will not get time. into any of the conspiracy series surrounding Michael Jordan's baseball tenure and why he was possibly playing baseball. Um, we just know it was not entirely because he was really, really good at it, though. That's well, and the evidence would support that. Yes. Uh, and and but to go out there every day for you know a, a couple of seasons, right? He he played for the Birmingham Barons, I remember. Um, you know, anytime he had like a good week or something like that, like like we're gonna bring him up, they're gonna bring him up, and it never happened. No, but so, there was uh, others. What's impressive about the basketball players is that the basketball players that played were actually really good. There's a right. lot. Of- Really good basketball players that ended up playing baseball either, you know, in the minors or majors like Danny Ainge. I didn't know Danny Ainge before we started looking into this played baseball for any amount. Right, right, right. I just knew him as the Celtics GM and that guy that was a pretty good three. (laughs) That's so funny. Right. Because, you know, Ainge, by the way, was a you know the kind of guy, by the way, if you were an opposing player, you just were looking to elbow. You know, you wanted oh, yeah. to hit him in the chops. Yeah, he he, he has that kind of look too. Oh, he he definitely was that way. You know, he just wanted to smack him, uh, and I'm sure he would probably laugh if you had that conversation with him. And he was not a you know he was a supposedly a talented baseball player who just he couldn't hit. He couldn't hit, and and he played three years in the major leagues. Um, but you know, really, you know, had a 220 career batting average and went and played with the Celtics most notably and ended up being a GM and was a contributing player on championship NBA basketball. He was also played on the Suns, right? Yes. I think, uh, later in his career, I, I, yeah, I remember he was on those early Suns teams yeah. he was on those early 90 Suns teams and he was a, a part of those teams with Barkley, but, but the, then you even have a guy like a uh, Dave DeBusher. Uh, you're, you're talking about obviously I'm a, I'm an old time Nick fan um, and DeBusher yes. who who has a lot of distinctions that, that you, you know, could so so talk about his pitching but I'll, I'll mention something else that you probably don't know what? so he he um, he uh, was the player coach of the Pistons before he came to the Knicks so was he like at like 24 to, years old at 24 he was player coach they player coach to, that's weird isn't that weird. 
Um, and, and so you knew he was a baseball player when he came to the Knicks, but he had already stopped playing baseball by that, that time, several years. Uh, and he, uh, but he was a hall of fame basketball player, which is wild that there's, yeah. And so I'm going to guess that in, in the early sixties when the Busher did both things, or at least for, for a little while, um, it was as much a monetary decision as any, you just didn't get paid enough in the professional sport. You could play two sports, you make more money. You, You did it if you could do it. And, and, and they yeah, didn't, I don't see they why didn't conflict wouldn't. that much, right? Baseball and basketball really at that time did not have no overlap. Yeah. yeah, right. Because you're basically only worried about the playoffs and the playoffs, you know, at that time were probably done in early May. So it was not a, a big deal to come to the baseball season a month later. And so anybody, any other basketball Baseball crossovers, do you think are interesting? Um, the only other interesting, I mean, Ron Reed is a name that that major league uh, fans will know if you're of a certain age. He, he played probably in the seventies and, and sixties and seventies. He pitched eighteen years in the major leagues, but he played two years in the NBA. Uh, just playing in both sports. The fact that you were able to play both sports professionally says something. So, uh, and Dick Grote uh, uh, won a National League MVP and still kicking at ninety years old. Um, played one NBA season. I never saw him play. Didn't know he's a basketball player. Just sort of looking it up. Uh, and the last guy I'll, I'll mention is is Chuck Connors. And I guess okay. So you read that crazy book, right? The Strange but True Baseball Stories. And there's a story about Chuck. Yeah. In this, so Chuck uh, Connors. Okay. Wait, wait. Wasn't he the? T- wasn't he on TV? Yeah. Right. Right. So he he was playing for the Montreal Royals when Jackie Robinson was going through there. So you think about this, and he had played basketball um, two two NBA seasons uh, he had played, but somehow he got a tryout to, for a part in some movie and they cast him as something else. And he ended up going to Hollywood and they thought he had an interesting face and he ended up becoming the rifleman and having a, a television and, and uh, yeah, film career. Uh, that's far superseded his, uh, his yeah, the uh, rifleman was the rifleman was one of those like Western shows yes, from yeah. like the 60s, 70s. Right. And that went on for like forever. Right the 50s. Actually, I think the rifle was the 50s. I, yeah, I, I don't, but I remember that show because it's like, the, yeah, I see it on TV sometimes on like those old, old TV show networks. And it's just like season 16 or something, but like, he, it just apparently there were a ton of rifleman episodes. So he was, a, he was a tall guy, obviously became a baseball player and you can see him in, in old pictures and in, in his basketball uniform and his baseball uniform. And then his cowboy hat and Chuck Connors, just one of those weird guys <laughs> who had an interesting life and was a better actor than he was an athlete in, in the long run, even though he played two pro sports. Um, hockey doesn't have a lot of guys. Yeah, he, right? he, so yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just too hard. It's just such a punishing game. Yeah, yeah. I, I compared think was, to just so many of the other ones. I remember um, a player who was a heralded, you know, baseball player came up and you knew he was a hockey player and he had to decide to play pro hockey or or pro baseball. A guy named Richie Hebner, who had a nice MLB career. You can pull up his uh his stats if you want. Um, and Hebner was a third baseman, ended up playing for the Mets later in his career. Most of success was with uh, the Pirates um, and was a decent, you know, baseball player, not anywhere near a, a, an all-star, but uh, you know, a solid major leaguer. And so, yeah. But still the fact that he was even considered to be able to play both baseball and hockey is pretty unusual. And, is there anybody else even? Uh, well, um, you know, you watch him pitch for the Mets and, and Tom Glavin. Um, really? Yeah, Tom Glavin. Tom Glavin got drafted, he likes to say, ahead of Luke Robitaille. 
uh, and Brett Hull, and those guys are in the Hall of Fame, he would say. So he, should, he could have been a Hall of Fame hockey player, uh, but he laughed and says, mm. no, that's not really the case. Uh, but he was taken 69th in the draft in 1984 for hockey. So, you know, I mean, that's made not- the right decision. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of a Hall of Fame pitcher. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but no other real guys that I can think of. That's only mainly because I remember these guys played hockey. Uh, because mm. these days, that's just not going to happen, right? You, 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 no. you know, no, you the, just, you the fact you that guys like him. Kyler Murray can even flirt with it um, is pretty unusual. Yeah, just the idea that, oh, wow, this guy was a two sport player in college is something to be impressed by now. Exactly. Exactly. And so I guess what's interesting now is like, what, what are the chances anybody else does it going forward? And if somebody does it, what sport do you think it would be in? Playing two sports. Do you think you'll we'll see another ba- base, another baseball football guy, another baseball basketball guy or something new? Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think the money makes it so difficult and the ability to, you know, be at that top level is, is even harder today. The competition comes from all around the world. I, I, I don't know that it could be done and, and, and will be done, uh, you know, maybe a non-contact sport. Yeah. I could see a baseball guy. That's like, especially like a guy like McNeil who for people who don't know Jeff McNeil particularly well is a under par handicap golfer. Correct. Right. 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 He's a plus one nine. I, I think, think you had said something like that to me. He's like a plus one. So like almost a plus two. So it means he's getting, he's having to give, get, he gets extra strokes when he goes golfing, which <laughs> is nuts. But like if all of a sudden one day he decided to stop playing baseball and he's like, I'm going to dedicate myself to golf. He's actually the type of guy that might be able to go pro in golf then at that point. And the thing is, is you could play a full major league baseball career. And then at that point decide to try and pursue pro golf. Like it's uh, unlike all the other major sports, you wouldn't necessarily age out of it in the same way. I agree with you, but I would think it would have to be on the PGA tour and not necessarily like, like Rick Roden, um, and another, an effective major league pitcher uh, for a lot of years for the Pirates and the Dodgers. Um, one of the best golfers uh, ever as a baseball player and one, I believe, an event or two on the senior PGA tour after his baseball career. I'd like to see somebody. I feel like uh, do it on the PGA. <laughs> yeah. That is Mc- no, I don't want it to be McNeil. That, because that means there's a reason he's not. No, 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 no. But that would, that would make it more meaningful if they did it on the PGA tour as opposed to the senior tour. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you think it's golf too? I think it's golf too because the only issue with golf is the scheduling it's the exact same as baseball so i don't think you would ever see a two sport guy because it would be too hard to do but i could see somebody that finished like if a guy some guy that was you know he played six seven seasons in the majors and then basically just retired because nobody was interested in signing him i could see a guy like that then going on and moving over to pro golf Uh, okay i'll give you last last thing here so here's a guy who you think if he ever could figure out golf, he can't really play baseball much anymore. No one's signing him and all that stuff, but he hits the ball a mile. You know, maybe he's got touch. How about Cespedes? Yeah, because isn't he like a crazy good golfer? <laughs> I think he plays golf, but you think he's a guy, okay, for whatever reason, he, he, he still hasn't lost his ability to swing. We know that, even though he can't really run anymore. Right, so yeah. That, that, that you don't need to run on a golf course. You just got to walk. So uh, maybe unless, a guy like that could do that. You know? Yeah, like like it would be the kind of guy that would – it's just unusual that walking – I have a feeling that if he can't run and his legs are bothering him that much, I can't imagine walking, you know – 
four rounds of golf on a, a weekend for a tournament would be the best thing for a guy like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not running, so that's you know you don't have that to, is very know, it's true. not dependent on you going in the corner and running. So, all right, well, I I think we're we're not going to see you know we're not going to see it. I think you agree with me, uh, but it's you know Bo Jackson you know has the crown. Uh, as the guy who probably had the most impact yeah. in two and I and I think he will probably wear that for a very long time. I think so too. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at almost cool.